Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Shropshire Football Podcast. My name's Todd Nash, I'm the internet editor and I'm here with Shrewsbury Town reporter James Garrison. So James, it's been another mixed week for Shrewsbury Town. A defeat on the road to Plymouth at the weekend, then they came back and a 2-0 win over Cheltenham, so... Yeah, very mixed. It uh, always seems to be at the moment, doesn't it? They're doing ever so well at home. Absolutely exceptional run of form. But away from home, their results have been a little bit hit and miss. It's not a disastrous run of form, although they have lost nine away this season. The form recently hasn't been too bad. But last week's defeat at Plymouth was a massive disappointment. Plymouth had only won, I think, three before last Saturday. And to go down there and get beat 1-0 really wasn't in the script for Graham Turner and his squad. They didn't start well. They were 1-0 down inside 25 minutes. An absolute howler, wasn't it, from... Chris Neal as he allowed a free kick through his hands horrible moment for him but the team around him just didn't perform for the first half an hour and maybe beyond that really for the first half and maybe the first 15 minutes of the second half they never really got into the stride they gave it good go in the last half an hour they created plenty of chances then and on the balance of play the balance of the chances they did deserve a point but to come away with nothing from a side fighting for their lives in the football league really put the pressure on Shrewsbury for, for Tuesday night yeah, they've had a bit of a strange run on the road, haven't they, Shrewsbury? This this isn't the first time they've gone somewhere that they they wouldn't perhaps expect to get beat. I mean, there's been Bradford, Aldershot, now Plymouth. I mean, did they deserve to get beat, or was it one of those sort of, sort of crazy results? Or I think on the overall balance of play and the chances, they deserved a point. They they certainly. I mean, Marvin Morgan had th- three good chances, hit the bar late on. The goalkeepers made a terrific save from from Terry Gornell late on as well. So. On the balance of play, they deserved a point. But as you say, they've thrown in a few real disappointing results and performances on the road this season. Bradford and Aldershot are the two that spring to mind to, to, to mind as well. Um, I don't know what it is. Obviously, the Greenhouse Meadows suits them. It's a big wide pitch there and the chance to get it down. And, uh, and teams are coming now with Shrewsbury's record and playing with a real fear. At, uh, at the greenhouse meadow almost expect, not expecting to get beat but knowing it's going to be very difficult to get anything out of the game when Shrewsbury go away they don't seem to play with the same t- or they certainly didn't last Saturday play with the same, ki- same kind of tempo they do at home so that's something Graham Turner's going to, get, going to be keen to address tomorrow when they head up to, to Morecambe yeah I mean one thing that they do tend to do is they seem to always bounce back after they've had a disappointing result I mean they've done it before and now once again on Tuesday night they've come back and they've beaten Cheltenham 2-0 and they got off to the perfect start really didn't they 47 seconds Nicky Rowe scores absolutely I mean they'd, they'd had a nightmare start against Oxford a week before and that knocked the stuffing out of Shrewsbury when Oxford score after 52 seconds in that game Nicky Rowe obviously putting the boot on the other foot this time and it really Cheltenham had lost three coming into it anyway so that was the, the start they wanted least I suppose um, yeah they, they, they were they were pretty good Shrewsbury on Tuesday night for me they defended very well they looked very good going forward and while Cheltenham had some of the ball and, and one or two half chances, I always felt Shrewsbury were fairly comfortable and to come away 2-0 winners from a, a really important game. Fourth versus fifth, wasn't it, before the, the start was uh, a massive fillet for Graham Turner's side. Yeah, and we can't really uh, move on from Shrewsbury without mentioning this new club record that that Cheltenham game uh, passed. 27 games unbeaten at home now. Tell us a bit more about that one. Yeah, it's a fantastic record, isn't it? March the 1st last year when they lost at home 3-0 to Bury and not been beaten since. It's a phenomenal record. They've got the last unbeaten home record in English football. Manchester City still unbeaten in the league. The only other team unbeaten in the league. But they have lost twice in cup competitions a lot to Liverpool and Manchester United and Shrewsbury flying the flag for Shropshire high really by, by being unbeaten 
all the way through this season at the end of last season it's a it's a great record and Graham Turner's the common denominator it was his team in 78 and 79 that, that went 26 games without a, a defeat at home now they've eclipsed it I suppose the next target is to try and go through the, the league season unbeaten but it's all about promotion isn't it and if Shrewsbury lose a home game between now and the end of the season and still finishing the top three then I'm sure no one will be complaining Indeed and you mentioned the uh, the P word last time I was here you put your neck on the line you said you thought they were going to do it this season do you, do you stand by that now? I do yeah I think they've, they've, they've still got plenty to, to, to go up I think probably five more wins and a couple of draws something around 84 points 85 points would probably be enough to do it and Shrewsbury have got five games at home if they win all those which on paper and looking at the record is not beyond the realms of possibility with the teams they've got to, to play at home then they may well do it on that basis I'm sure there may well be one they're going to drop points somewhere at home you would have thought so they're going to need to get something away from home if they can win a couple away from home and keep the home form going then there's absolutely no doubt they'll they'll finish in the top three and I don't see any reason why they can't indeed and we'll move uh, swiftly on to Telford for whom it's it's not been quite such a good week they started off with uh, Fleetwood on uh, on Saturday at the New Bucks head probably expected to get beat in that one against you know the big spenders of the division um, and then they also lost 2-1 on Tuesday night to Kettering um, what did you make of their week? Yeah as I say I don't think the Fleetwood game was a massive surprise 4-1 um, two goals late on as well which distorted the scoreline a little bit and I think from what I was told of the game obviously I wasn't there but from what I was told that Telford acquitted themselves well they were banging it with 15 minutes to go Fleetwood are a cut above aren't they they've reached what was it the FA Cup fourth round where they played Blackpool they've got Vardy up front who score, scores goals for Funtz and I see Andy Sinton said that he thinks he's the best player to ever play in the conference so that's some some call from the Telford boss so that wasn't a disaster anything they would have got from the, that game would have been a huge bonus but to go to Kettering on Tuesday night produce a, a very limp and disjointed display and come away with, with nothing that really wasn't in the script for Telford at all and that that's just put them under serious pressure for the rest of the season really that they've only three points clear of the drop zone now they've given Kettering a lifeline in terms of catching catching Telford so they've put themselves bang under pressure for the trip to Hayes and Yedding tomorrow Indeed I mean you mentioned Jamie Vardy there and uh, I think you've got to pick up on him really because I mean they say that he was reportedly the subject of a £1 million bid from a football league club in January and when you're playing against those kinds of players, you know, players that are that highly rated, it's always going to be difficult, isn't it? Very very much so. We have to remember as well that these Telford players are going to work day day in, day out as well. So they or, or certainly a number of them. So to come up against a player of that stature is always going to be going to be tricky. But as I say, Telford acquit themselves well in that game as they had done against Kidderminster a week earlier. But that Kettering game was a massive setback for Andy Sinson. I spoke to him a couple of times this week and he was very disappointed with with the performance of his side and he, he really needs them to come to the party now tomorrow and put in a real battling performance down at Hayes. Indeed, I mean, I don't know if you've picked up on any of this, but I'm, I'm wondering whether perhaps the fans are starting to turn against Sinton. There's, uh, on our, our website, on the stories this week, there's, there does seem to have been a little bit of change in the change of the tide. We've had a few fans suggesting that, you know, he's uh, he's making too many changes, he's he's brought in too many players, there's too high a turnover of players at the you know at Telford at the moment I mean have you, have you picked up on any of this or yeah th I mean if you look at the message boards and uh, and the like and I know there was a few disgruntled supporters at Kettering on Tuesday night and th uh, when you're not winning at any level football such an instant success game now that any manager is going to come under 
and under a little bit of scrutiny and under a little bit of pressure when, when the wins don't come and Telford we have to remember haven't won away from home since August which is a bitterly disappointing record I think you do need a little bit of perspective this is a massive step up from Blue Square North to Blue Square Premier they're almost a part time team in a full time league really with the amount of teams that, that that are professional in the in the conference now and that is a big hindrance to, to Andy Sinton I think he's he's brought time hasn't he he's gotten promoted from Blue Square North in his first season and Telford the 17th with the destiny in their own hands going into the last eight games of this season so by no means is it, is, is it a, a, a poor record they, they need to stay up don't they relegation's unthinkable after all the efforts to get back to, to where they are so it's a huge eight games for, for Telford but yeah I think to put Anderson under massive pressure at this time is probably a little bit unfair Indeed, they've got a got another big week. This it's the nature of football that it's, it's quite fickle, isn't it? And if if Telford can go to Hayes on Saturday and they can break that away day hoodoo and get three points there, they've got uh, Forest Green on Tuesday. It's another game that you think you know perhaps they could get something out of it. You know, if they come away from this week with four points, then all of a sudden the tide turns, doesn't it? Yeah, we also have to remember it, there's there's every chance that a team may well go to the wall in the conference this season so there may not be four teams go down but Telford don't want to put that at risk they, they want to make sure they stay up as of right and they probably only need maybe two wins and a couple of draws forty or three wins 45 points would probably be enough so it's not all doom and gloom at the new books head by any stretch of the imagination and uh, finally I think we should have a quick word on Wolves talking about doom and gloom talk, talking about doom and gloom indeed I mean 5-0 they got beat by uh, Manchester United on Sunday. I, I watched the game and th- let's be honest, Man United were pretty good value for it. Um, although obviously it didn't help when they had the man sent off. They're now bottom of the league. What do you think? Can they can they turn it around or are we starting to run out of time? I think running out of time is the operative word. They've, they're, they're, it looks a real sinking ship, doesn't it? It looks so bleak for Wolves at the moment. They're shipping goals left, right and centre. They're not looking like scoring too many and that goes without saying that's not a recipe for success they've got they've got two massive games now haven't they I think they've got Norwich away on Saturday and Bolton to come the week after obviously Bolton still stunned by what happened to Fabrice Moamba last week but so it's two huge games for Wolves I mean realistically they're going to need four points QPR pulled off an absolutely unbelievable victory over Liverpool on on Wednesday night when they were 2-0 down with 15 minutes to go and, and won so that's not done their cause any harm Blackburn looked like they're inch into safety so you do fear for Wolves Terry Connor is I mean I don't think too many Wolves fans are blaming him are they the, the, he's just been thrown into a, 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 an enviable position and trying to save Wolves in this last 11 games is always going to be tough so yeah I think it's starting to fear the worst for them to be honest what do you what do you make of it yeah I completely agree with you I think that they they are the sinking ship at the moment everyone around them they're not exactly pulling up trees, but they are starting to pick up a few points here and there. As you say, QPR with a great result uh, last night, uh, Wednesday night. And, um, you know, everyone just seems to be picking up a little bit more than they do. And I think that they're going to they're gonna get cut adrift if they're not careful. And I think even the teams that are down there with them, I mean, Bolton have now got the perfect incentive to end the season on a high, haven't they, after what happened to Fabrice Moamba. And, and we're going to play good football as well. So uh, you just can't see how Wolves are going to get past three of the teams at the moment. And, think looking at the Shropshire star this week as well Wayne Rooney even had time to uh, get involved with the Shropshire lad on uh, on Sunday while his team were beating Wolves 5-0 tell us a bit more about that Todd yeah I mean this is the story that was in uh, the Shropshire star yesterday young Jamie Thomas 
He was uh, he's a Shrewsbury Town fan from Wem. He's a big big fan of Wayne Rooney though. Wayne Rooney's his idol, so his dad took him along to to Molyneux on Sunday. And before the game had even kicked off, the the poor lad had been struck by a a wayward Rooney shot. I wouldn't say it was a, a usual one from Wayne. I'm sure, surely usually they go in the top corner, but this one didn't. He was in the front row, put his hands up to protect himself and sadly broke his wrist. But uh, there has been a bit of good news to kind of end it. We've uh, got in touch with Wayne. Wayne's going to send him a signed shirt, write him a letter, and uh, hopefully that might make his wrist hurt a little bit less or at least take his mind off the pain a bit. Yeah, I'm sure that'll do. So well done, Mr. Rooney. Well done to the young lad Jamie Thomas as well. And we wish all our Shropshire teams the best for the weekend. Let's hope we're talking about two wins or four wins because they've both got midweek games same time next week.